Do you desire to pray more for your spouse? Do you desire to pray more with your spouse? We understand that you may not know where to start, or maybe you feel uncomfortable praying, or maybe you don't know what to pray, or maybe you simply want to add something more to your current prayer life. This is why we wrote The Marriage Gift, 365 Prayers for Our Marriage. We desire that it would be used as a daily reminder and catalyst for you and your spouse to grow a dynamic and consistent prayer life together. This book is a compilation of 365 unique and powerful prayers that cover a range of diverse topics that every marriage deals with. You can read it alone, or ideally, you read it with your spouse. Also, we hope that the topics that are brought up in these prayers would become a starting point for deeper and more intimate conversations with your spouse and a desire to seek God on these matters together. Visit themarriagegift.com today and order your copy and give your marriage the greatest gift, powerful and meaningful prayer. Visit themarriagegift.com today. Hey, we're Aaron and Jennifer Smith with Marriage After God. Helping you cultivate an extraordinary marriage. And today we're going to share how a wife can encourage her husband to lead spiritually. Welcome to the Marriage After God podcast, where we believe that marriage was meant for more than just happily ever after. I'm Jennifer, also known as Unveiled Wife. And I'm Aaron, also known as Husband Revolution. We have been married for over a decade. And so far, we have four young children. We have been doing marriage ministry online for over seven years through blogging and social media. With the desire to inspire couples to keep God at the center of their marriage, encouraging them to walk in faith every day. We believe the Christian marriage should be an extraordinary one, full of life, love, and power that can only be found by chasing after God. Together. Thank you for joining us on this journey as we chase boldly after God's will for our life together. This is Marriage After God. Hey guys, thanks for joining us on a new episode of the Marriage After God podcast. We're in season three and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so exciting. I know. Um, and I hope you've been enjoying this new season. We've been doing some fun posts. We've been doing some... Uh, devotional mm-hmm. style, yeah. marriage encouragements, and just we're, we're trying to make it a little bit more dynamic, dynamic. a little oh, bit, a um, little bit more mixed content. Hope you're enjoying it. Um, if you are, let us know on Instagram, send us a message, let us know what you think of the show. Also, we always want to encourage you if you love an episode, if this is just a particular episode that's blessed you, would you just take a screenshot of wherever you're listening to it at and post it to Instagram and, and tag Marriage After God? We love seeing those, we love sharing those on our own pages. And uh, it gets the word out, lets other people know about it. Okay, so I have to share with them. Knowing that we were going to be recording podcasts, I stopped by the the local coffee shop. Shout out to Dutch Brothers. They're really yep. good. They're just one of those drive-through, um, you know, coffee shops. But sometimes the people come outside to take your order. And, you know, <laughs> I'm like well into my third trimester, very noticeably pregnant. And he, I roll my window down and he goes, so what are we having? And I said, a girl. <laughs> <laughs> Was, uh, when you told me this, I thought you were kidding. No. I was like, I was like, oh, you got him good. And she's no. like, <laughs> he was so embarrassed. And he was like, even if I ever assumed I would never say anything. And I go, oh no, it's not your fault. I just, I just, you know, gotten done an appointment and it's on my mind all the time. And people are always asking me if we know what we're having. And we were just laughing That's about really funny. it. <laughs> and what's funny is you weren't, you weren't kidding with him. You thought he asked you. <laughs> I thought it was a legitimate question, <laughs> but he having. was wondering what kind of coffee we would uh, take today. Um, that's, so that's funny. But I did want to just give a little update on, on the pregnancy um, you know, where I'm at, it's been really good and hard at the same time. It's been really hard. Well, no complications. One, yeah. Like we shared about this already, no complications, but just, um, you know, when you're chasing around four other little kids and your body is physically limited, it gets hard and uncomfortable at times. Um, and so I've been, um, feeling just a lack of energy lately. I've been mm-hmm. 
feeling slower and being confronted with my um, just physical limitations. And that's hard for my mind to wrestle with because like so, my mind wants to go, go, go and do more and I can't. A tip for husbands out there, if your, hus- if your wife is uh, pregnant in her third trimester, just massage her feet and legs every night. Yeah. It helps a lot. It's wonderful. <laughs> it's uh, kind of a way we're, we're <laughs> But all is good, and um, I'm really exciting for the nesting phase to hit because I know that that's kind of like an extra <laughs> burst of God's grace for for um, soon to be moms. Like it just it comes on. Yep, and like... you just go and you clean the things that you never even look at, and it feels so great. And so I'm kind of looking around my house, going, "Nope, that's going to wait for." The question will be: Is nesting. how long will it stay that way with your, our four other kids? <laughs> <laughs> I know, like the cleanliness. Yeah. yeah. Okay, we just want to encourage you guys, uh, everyone that's listening, we have some free downloads. Mm -hmm. We have two specifically, um, there's actually a bunch more, but the two we want to talk about today is the Marriage Prayer Challenge. It's a 31-day prayer challenge where you sign up, it's completely free, and we'll email you a marriage prompt, a prayer prompt, and a a reminder to pray every day for 31 days for your spouse. And uh, you can go to marriageprayerchallenge.com and sign up for that for free. And then our other uh, free download, it's a new one. It's our 52 date night date night ideas um, ebook. We have we came up with 52 unique date night ideas, and so if you're looking to like have a whole year of date ideas, just go to datenightideas.com and sign up and download it for free. And uh, those two free uh, with those things we created for you guys just to encourage you to inspire you. Um, so yeah, marriageprayerchallenge.com and datenightidea.com. Cool. Okay, so uh, the topic for today is how can a wife encourage her husband to lead spiritually? And um, when how Aaron and I kind of set up and prepare for these podcast episodes is um, we have a, a document that we both share and we kind of just, once we have the topic down, we'll go in every so often and add notes and mm-hmm. look over it and share our thoughts about it. And I remember when I first went into this document, <laughs> it just said the words honorably and gently. <laughs> I put all the notes I could come up with in there. <laughs> it was really sweet, but I just had to get that out of the gate because it was it was really cool to see your perspective of mm. how how like what it takes for a wife to encourage her husband. And, and those are de- two powerful to, words. Yeah, to my defense, I actually did put more in there later. No, I know. <laughs> I wrote down, um, and we'll get to some of those stuff. But I wrote down a lot of the ways that you have encouraged me. Yeah. Um, whether we've talked about it or not, this I was just, just the first yeah. note that I saw, and I just wanted yeah. to add that because it was really really cool. Um, but this is actually a topic that came from the wives, uh, in our marriage after God community. And it was a question that kind of kept coming up in different ways. And so we thought it would be fun to talk about it, discuss it Mm -hmm. and encourage you listening. Um, both husbands and wives because, uh, marriage takes two. (laughs) Yeah. And for the husbands and the wives that are listening, uh, husbands take note of the things that we talk about, because, um, even if your wife isn't encouraging you to be a spiritual leader, even if she doesn't know how to or hasn't started yet. Uh, it's important that we as men start stepping up in that role, trusting the Lord, mm-hmm. chasing after him and guiding our family closer to him, to the word of God. Yeah. And we do that by example. Mm-hmm. We do that by being faithful, trustworthy. Yeah. And so I just want to encourage the husbands No, I think that's listening. really good. And I think that as the husbands are listening, um, of course, not using everything that we share as ammunition to go, see, you should oh, be absolutely. doing this, but rather use what we share today as an encouragement to you in how you should be leading. Yeah. And um, hopefully it inspires you both today. Yeah. And uh, just to, I always bring this up. Our, our um, pastor, Matt, um, our old pastor would always say, read your own mail. 
So like in those scriptures, when it's talking to the wife on how she should be, we don't read that and say, see, this is how you should be. Because you got a whole section yourself to be reading. Yeah, I have my own (laughs) mail I need to be opening up and reading. And to be honest, there's enough there for each of us to be doing our own thing, to not have to worry about what our, how our spouse is walking those Mm -hmm. things. That doesn't mean we can't encourage our spouse to be like, I just want to encourage you the way you were being that way is a little disrespectful or Mm -hmm. like we can't always encourage each other. That's, we're allowed to do that again, honorably and gently. Yeah. Um, but there's so much in our own, um, in the scriptures that talk directly to us that we mm-hmm. should be just walking in, yeah. in the spirit. And you know what? When we do that, our spouse, it's it's so hard for our spouse to not. Mm-hmm. Like when we're walking the way the Bible calls us to, it's going to be really hard for our, our spouse, our wife, um, or your husband to not desire to walk in that way as well. Okay, so f- um, first, Aaron, b- before we get into the encouraging aspect of um, encouraging our husbands to lead, there's something else that you wanted to talk about. Well, I think it's a good point um, that we should bring up of just where this idea of spiritual headship, spiritual leadership comes from. Cause there's a lot of people that'd be like, no, we, that's not right. It should be, you know, this way or that way. But it's not from Aaron and Jen. It's not, it's not my <laughs> idea. It's not like I came up with like, Hey, the, the men should be in charge and the men should be leading. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a, it's a biblical concept. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's the way it's an order that God put in place and for his purpose, not for ours. Right. So what we believe and how we operate in our family comes straight from scripture. And that's right. what kind of, we, we wanted to start off on the foundational, you know, aspect of this. Yeah. And I want to encourage everyone li- that's listening that your desire should not be to live Aaron and Jennifer's way. Mm-mm. Your de- desire should be to live the Bible's way. Mm-hmm. And so get you getting into the word and saying, wow, it says this. How does that play out in our marriage? We're just big neon arrows pointing to the word of God. That's, that's ho- what, hopefully that's what we're, what yeah. we're here for <laughs> for you. So Ephesians 5, 23 through 25, the famous marriage uh, scriptures says this. It says, for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body and is himself its savior. So just real quick, it's not saying that the husband is is the savior. It's saying that Christ is the savior of the church. But it's saying in that same manner, in the mm-hmm. same manner that Christ is the head of the church, his bride, the husband is the head of the wife. And we talk about this in the Marriage After God book, mm-hmm. that the picture of husband and wife, the symbol of marriage is to represent the gospel of Christ the savior and his church, mm-hmm. the bride. And so that order of headship is specifically to highlight that, mm-hmm. that point. So if I'm trying as the husband, if I'm trying to lead in a way that diminishes the gospel, I'm not leading well, and I'm not walking in the spiritual leadership that God's called me to. So if I'm being abusive, if I'm being um, vulgar, if I'm, being, if I'm using my power that God's given me in, in abusive ways to manipulate, to control, that's not how Christ came. Mm-hmm. That's not how Christ loved his church. He came humbly humbly, yeah. and he came, um, put it, laying himself down. That's exactly what the scripture is talking about, giving mm-hmm. himself up for her. Mm-hmm. And so we don't just get to say, oh, see, the Bible says I'm in charge. So now this is how I'm going to do it. No, the Bible says I'm in charge. So I must do it his way, his way. Yeah. The Bible's way. So I just wanted to no, it's good. point that out. But that's one of the first spots that we would run to in showing this headship is like mm-hmm. the husband represents Christ. The bride, the, your bride represents the church. Mm-hmm. And that relationship represents how the gospel works, the redeeming nature, the love, the unity, the oneness mm-hmm. of us being get, um, joined to Christ through his death and resurrection. And so headship comes straight from here. And then it also says, and why don't you read 1 Corinthians eleven three? It says this, but I want you to understand that the head of every man is Christ. The head of a wife is her husband and the head of Christ is God. What I love about this is it's showing this order again. It's saying the head of 
every man is Christ. It starts that way. It doesn't say that the head of every woman is man. Sorry, that way. It says the head of every man is Christ. And what that means is um, my authority does not come from me being a man. Mm -hmm. It comes from Christ and him saying, this is the order I want. Mm -hmm. That's the, that. So we have to first realize that we are responsible to our own head, Christ, that the way I love and lead and disciple and walk, I'm directly accountable to Christ. Mm -hmm. And he's going to look at me and say, how did you walk in this authority I've, I've given you? So that's this idea of derived authority. Mm -hmm. It trickles down. It's no, it's not just inside me because I'm a man. Right. So um, the second part of that is the head of a wife is her husband. And this is very specific because it's not that the head of every woman is a man. Yeah. Which so, some people believe. Well, can you clarify that? Yeah. It's, th this is specifically talking about the relationship again between a husband and mm -hmm. a wife that me as a man in the church, I don't get to have every woman be in submission to me. Right. As the, as um, Ephesians 5, 23 would call a, a wife to be in submission to her husband. Women do not need to submit to me. My wife should, but that's it. I don't mm -hmm. get to have any sort of extra authority in any other woman's life other than my own wife. And so that we, we don't get to use this scripture as, a, as, a, as an excuse of women are in this position and men are in this position in the church. And mm -hmm. that, that's not what we do I, this with. I think this order, um, God showing us this order is really important because when you're bringing two people into a single unity, mm -hmm. so they're one, which, you know, the scripture tells us, um, there's got to be order. There's got to be order because otherwise you'll have two people trying to lead. And what happens when that's Cha going chaos. on chaos, because they're fighting for their own ways. They're doing their own thing and they expect the other person to follow. And so this provides the outline. Right. Well, and what's even more amazing is it ends with the head of Christ is God. Mm -hmm. There's a scripture that says Christ learned obedience through the things that he suffered, which is amazing because you're like, wait, what? Not that he wasn't obedient. It's, there, it's this idea of full obedience, meaning he, even unto death, Christ was obedient to God. Christ, there's another, there's other scripture where Christ says, I only came to do what my father has called me to do, to go where my father has called me to go and to say that which my father has, wants me to say. Mm -hmm. There's this perfect picture of him being completely and perfectly um, in unity with God in his obedience to God and his will. Which I love this because it just further solidifies that Christ is our example. Yep. Right. Christ, it, it could have just been that Christ is God and that's the authority and that's it. But no, he says that the head of Christ is God. That means mm -hmm. that Christ is in subjection to God's authority. Mm -hmm. And if Christ is our example, then we need to follow. Right. And this, this is a big concept, but because Jesus is God yeah, and God is God yeah. and the Holy Spirit is God because we have this triune right. nature of God, three individual persons, but one Godhead, right? Mm -hmm. But there's an order to it. Yeah. They've been in perfect unity since before the foundations of the world. Mm -hmm. So for all eternity, God, Christ, and the Spirit have been in perfect harmony they get it. and unity. <laughs> but it's in order. Yeah. God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit. Mm -hmm. There's this order. And it's showing us right here. So it's saying in the same way that Christ, God, is has a head, God, God, right? <laughs> this is kind of weird. The husband is the head of the wife. And Christ is the head of the church mm -hmm. and or the head of man. So it, all this is showing is a derived authority trickle down of like Christ got his authority from God. Mm -hmm. I get my authority from Christ. My wife gets her authority from me. Mm -hmm. This trickle down of, of roles and, and positions. And we shouldn't go beyond that. Mm -hmm. We shouldn't try and extrapolate that and say, see, men need to have authority over every woman in the church. No, mm -hmm. there's not a single woman in the church that needs to be submissive to me mm -hmm. the way my wife should be submissive to me. Mm -hmm. She's the only one.
Now, if we go back earlier on in Ephesians, right before this, it says, um, it says, be in submission to one another out of reverence for, for Christ, Christ, which is a command to the church as a whole, right. which be means unified. be unified, that each one of us in the body are not trying to be above another. Mm-hmm. We're trying to raise the other ones up. But that's not to be mistaken with people, because people do this. They mistake that saying, see, husbands should submit to their wives also. Mm-hmm. That's actually not what that's saying. That's, that's a command to the church as a whole, generally. People in the church should be in submission to one another out of reverence for Christ. Okay? And then it, then it goes into says, wives, submit to your own husbands. It says your own husbands, not to other men. doesn't mean my wife needs to submit to any other men but, my, but me. And other women don't need to submit to me the same way my wife does. Mm-hmm. But generally, in the church, we should be in a mutual submission to each other in the body, not in marriage necessarily. Right. So this idea of, of leadership and headship, it's not something that you just get because you're a man or right. men get because they're men. Um, and it's also not something that men are naturally good at just because they're men. It's something that mm-hmm. they look to Christ and say, you're my example. You're my head. Mm-hmm. The authority comes from you and from God. And I'm going to walk in your ways. Right. So, And then that leadership plays out when I'm doing it mm-hmm. God's way. Mm-hmm. Now, if I'm not doing it God's way, does that mean I, I don't... Um, that the wife doesn't have a responsibility. Again, going back to the reading your own mail, whether or not the husband is walking in this way, which is why this episode's here, is the wife has a calling and a opportunity to walk in her own uh, obedience to Christ and to walk a certain way that will bless her husband, bless her marriage, and potentially change his heart Mm -hmm. and raise him up to be the leader that he's been called to be. So I just want to reiterate that men were accountable to someone, wives you're accountable to someone and it's Christ and we each have an accountability and we need to make sure that we recognize that so that when we're leading our family's husbands, Mm -hmm. we recognize that we don't just get to lead it however we want. We lead it the way Christ wants. Okay. So that was kind of like the laying the foundation down. I know people like to hear from us. So let's share a little bit about just our personal testimony of how we've been walking in this. You reading your mail about headship and leadership and me reading mine about submission. Why don't we start with yours? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, um, so I admit that I, I had this understanding that a wife was to submit to her husband. Um, but of course, learning something requires the experience of walking through it and learning it, from yeah. mistakes and uh, growing and allowing the Holy Spirit to convict our hearts when we're wrong. And, um, and to submit to him and be transformed by it. So I would say that actually the opportunity of marriage has helped me understand what submission is and what it looks like. And I've gotten better at it over the years, but I wouldn't mm. say I'm perfect. Um, right. But I, I know that it in the beginning, it was easier for me to submit physically. And what I meant by that is um, I had this idea that Wherever Aaron, wherever you would go, I would follow you. Whatever you chose to do, I would. That would be e- an easy thing yeah. for me. I'm just going to follow you. I'm going to do it. And I saw that as submission. But then there was all these other little areas that I didn't realize I wasn't submitting to you in, like me having a choice in something uh, or, or desiring tr- to go somewhere. Yeah, or, or trying to make a, a a a you know decision for our family that would change the way we functioned as a family. Mm-hmm. Or even this was before kids, and so just between you and I. Um, whether it was about health decisions or getting out of debt. debt, That was a really hard one for me. Um, And if people read The Unveiled Wife, they know about this. I think I might have shared it in Mm -hmm. Marriage After God too. You were not interested. 
Well, I struggled because <laughs> I saw debt. it as your debt mm-hmm. and I was very young and immature in my thinking and I didn't see us as unified in that. And so submitting to your request of, hey, let's put this thousand dollars we just got that we just earned from hard work and put it towards my school loan debt. I was like, uh-uh. <laughs> but <laughs> what I found through the experience of walking through that with you is that when I did submit my heart and I said, okay, Lord, whatever you ask, uh, I, I will... I'm going to do this. And this was just one area, but being able to submit to you and in, in that decision that you made for our family, it actually blessed me and it benefited me. And I saw. Still does. Yeah. I, yeah. Look at our, our, the years that have passed since um, becoming debt free. That's just one area that I feel like has really changed my heart in this area of submission um, to you. And, mm. and it does happen out in, in all the, the little choices. I remember just recently something happened where, um, you, I wanted to go out to lunch cause I had a desire for a certain thing. I think it was a certain sandwich shop down the street. And you said, well, let's just eat at home. And I responded with the worst attitude. And I said something like, that's not what I wanted. And I did it in front <laughs> of the kids. <laughs> uh, well, I'm really embarrassed, but I was, I ended up leaving. I think I took Elliot with me and we were going to run some errands and I was going to go get my sandwich. And the whole way there, I just felt the Lord saying, you need to call your husband. You need to tell him you're sorry right now. Like, this is bad. <laughs> and I remember telling you, I'm, I was, I'm really sorry for the way that I responded to you in that moment because I wasn't in submission to your decision to eat at home. I wanted what I wanted and I threw manipulation out. I threw my emotions out to try and get what I wanted and it wasn't right of me. And so learning even in the smallest of things, how to submit to you in my heart, in my mm-hmm. actions, in my attitude, all of it. Um, I don't know. I'm still learning this, but it really does benefit and bless our family when we walk in the order that God has provided for us, told us how to do it. Right. And not just in the practical things, because to be honest, you've been be- you've been blessed by submitting to me, even in bad things that I, like choices I've made mm-hmm. and, and submitting to me in, in things that you disagreed with. Mm-hmm. And the blessing isn't in that, my bad choice turned out good or that my decision wasn't a poor decision. Cause like those things happen. Mm-hmm. Like I don't lead well all the time. The blessing and the encouragement and the, and the power comes from your obedience to Christ, mm-hmm. your closeness to God, your, yeah. uh, you know, th- when it says that Christ learned obedience through the things that he suffered. Yeah. Sometimes that's the joy. And that's the blessing is like, regardless if your husband ever does the thing that you want him to or ever leads the way you want him to, the true power and blessing is in your obedience to God. And I would say this to add to that. You're absolutely right. It's also, it builds trust. I'm I'm trusting God because if I can see something like, like you said, a bad decision or something like that, Mm -hmm. that you're going to make and I still submit to you. Basically I'm saying, I I don't understand why you're choosing that, but I'm going to trust God with you and with what's going on and with my life. And that has blessed us. Some of the, some of the opportunities with that, that have come out has been a learning opportunity for you or growth opportunity for me. And it, it, yeah. So when I think about this, I think of that verse Romans 8, 28, it says, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. Mm. So Christian, raise your hand. Are you called according (laughs) to his purpose? Yep. Do you love God? Yep. Yep. So even when your husband's not leading well, does God, can God work that out for your good? Mm -hmm. Because he promises to. And we may not know what that good looks like right now. And it may not feel good. And we talked about this feelings thing uh, a couple episodes ago, but 
he's going to work it out. Yeah. And so I like what I, you said, trusting God. Yeah. I didn't know you were going to bring this verse up, but as you were reading it and you were getting to the end of it, um, it says those who are called according to his purpose. And when I just think about marriage in and of itself, it's for his purpose. It's mm-hmm. not for our purpose, although there's benefits to us. Um, because earlier you talked about what it represents. And so when we submit to his order mm-hmm. and we say, okay, Lord, we're going to walk this out. I'm going to encourage my husband to lead. I'm going to let him lead. He's going to lead me. Mm-hmm. And the husband's over there saying, okay, Christ, I'm following you. I'm walking your way. It's for his purposes. Yeah. So I think that's a good, uh, for, for the wife listening, um, heart posture is saying, okay, Lord, my life and my marriage is yours. And I, I want to practice trusting you. I want to practice loving you. I want to practice knowing you. And so this is one of the ways I'm going to do that is walking in submission to my husband. Yeah. Even when I'm afraid of how he's making it, the decision he's making, if I think he's wrong, yeah. I'm, well, that doesn't mean you can't encourage him, right? Well, here's the truth. We cannot encourage our husbands to lead and feel confident in leading if we challenge them every time they try. You're right. Like think about our kids. Like we have to give them opportunities to, to make choices, make decisions, do things on their own. Mm-hmm. And if we never do that, they're never going to get good at the yeah. things that they want to get good at, right? Yeah. So even with your husband, just like anything, the moment they, and this has happened to us, I try and make a decision and there's an immediate fight, argument, confrontation, uh, yeah, confrontation conflict, or, or uh, opposition. Like, no, I, I, don't, I think that's a bad choice rather than letting me figure it out. And then going to the prayer closet. Yeah, and then <laughs> praying it. for it. Um, and I, and I th- we've seen this time and time again in our own marriage. We've seen it in other marriages. This, this is the thing is, you know, we'll get marriages or messages from people saying, how do I get my husband to lead? Because every time he tries, I don't like the decisions he's making. And I'm just thinking... Well, that, he's never mm-hmm. going to make figure out how to make better decisions if you're not going to encourage him mm-hmm. and say, that, okay, let's try that. I might not see how that's going to work out, but I'm going to follow you and like let's let's see how that well, plays out. If if we do submit, if we do act out in submission towards our husband, then it's going to require us to pray more for them oh, yeah. and the choices that they're making. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I think all the wives need to hear that right now because how often are we praying for our husband's leadership? How often are we praying for? Uh, the choices that they're making and how they're leading our family mm-hmm. that we want it to improve or that we want it to go a certain direction and that we're submitting those desires and things to the Lord. And I, w- I would say, cause th- I'm just thinking about like marriages where you have a super immature husband, someone who just, the decisions they make are totally selfish decisions. And those, those, that happens, you know, their hobbies or their, how they want to spend the money or where they want to go, or they just want to leave. And they just want to like that. That's a hard place for a wife to be. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say, I, my heart, is broken for mm-hmm. where you're at in your marriage. Mm-hmm. But for you, your, pr- your prayer closet, getting on your knees before God and knowing that God loves you and your husband. Mm-hmm. And that he has a purpose. And for then he it. has a purpose for what's going on. Just yeah. start praying that God captures that man's heart Yeah, and pray fervently and without ceasing. I like, keep like pray daily, mm-hmm. hourly, minute by minute mm-hmm. for them and watch God move. Mm-hmm. And then also pray for opportunities. Yeah. Like, very calm, gentle, honoring opportunities to be like, Hey, that's great. If you want to do that, I just want to give you an encouragement. Like, would you consider how this is going to bless us when you make this decision? Yeah. Respectfully communicate. And then however they answer, be like, okay, I just, I just want to encourage you to consider that. That's great. Cause we have a huge (laughs) influence in our husband's lives and the way that they do make decisions. So even if we don't feel like that's Mm -hmm. true, they're thinking about the things that we say and how we're saying them. Yeah. Right. Um, and then I would also give an encouragement to wives to uh, not be manipulative in the way they encourage their husbands to lead. Mm-hmm. Because I, I think sometimes there could be 
oh yeah, I want him to lead as long as he leads my way. Mm. And so uh, doing just using your emotional emotions and the way you word, word things mm-hmm. to get them to feel like their decision's bad and they should go with yours anyway. Mm-hmm. Or um, like, like that's not how, no one responds well to those things. Mm-hmm. Um, so just... So just being careful how, how you're using your words and being, being prayerful in this this journey yeah. of encouraging your husband, again, prayer and running to the Father. and Because God's the only one that can change hearts. Mm-hmm. And that's what needs to happen in a lot of these men's lives. Husbands, if you're listening, if, you, if you're having a hard time leading, it's a heart problem in you that you need to go to the Father and say, God, change this in me. Why am I so afraid? Or why is this so hard? Or mm-hmm. why am I feeling like I can't? Because even if your wife's not letting you, you should still be leading. Yeah. Because you can be an example in your home. Okay, so real quick, for the relationship that uh, the husband hasn't been spiritually leading and maybe the wife has, um, there could become a root of bitterness in her heart towards him. And mm-hmm. so when he does step up to try and lead, it can feel almost frustrating in the sense that he's doing it wrong or he's not doing yeah. it how she thinks he should. I know you mentioned Well, she's all been of doing that. it for so long and now she has to like... Like, wait, yeah. How do you transition? And, yeah. How do you transition? And and sometimes that root of bitterness can get in the way. And so I just wanted to call that out because you had meant, you had touched on it briefly. And I just, do you have any thoughts about that or an encouragement to a wife who may, there may be a situation that happens in the midst of them working together in the kitchen. How does she yeah. respond in that moment? Well, I, I would say even before that, if there is a root of bitterness like this, I've been leading and I've been doing this and my husband hasn't stepped up. And like, there's this, this irked mm-hmm. feeling. Like and now then, all of a sudden he's going oh, to yeah, try. Oh yeah, you, now you're going to try. Or if you're going to do it and you're not going to do it my way, like all those kinds know, yeah. of things. How do they respond? I would say first humbleness yeah. and repentance Yeah. within their heart saying, okay, Lord, I, this is going to be difficult, mm-hmm. but I have been angry and bitter. And I just want to repent of that because I do want my husband to re- rise up. I mm-hmm. do. I don't say I, like we need to tell the Lord, I don't want to get in the way yeah. of what you're doing in my husband's life. Yeah. I actually want to be a catalyst mm-hmm. for what you're doing. I want to be a part of it. Uh, so I would just say start with humbleness cool. and repentance. Okay, so we're going to move on and share just um, what are some ways that I have encouraged you to lead our family that's impacted you? Because mm-hmm. I think hearing personal stories like this helps get the idea across. So I just have a list here. This is one of the things that I, I just wrote down notes of things that I've experienced that you've done for me that I felt encouraged me in my leadership. Which, by the way, I had mentioned how we kind of prep our episodes. I didn't know you were going to do this. And so mm-hmm. when I went in there to look over the episode, I saw this and I was so touched by it because I thought, oh, I didn't even know I was like doing these things that have impacted you. So I was really excited to hear this. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so the first one is you often ask me questions about the Bible. So this does a bunch of things. And we've talked about this before. Scripture talks about this. It calls wives to go to their husbands and ask them questions. Yeah. And I know many wives would be like, well, I know more about the Bible than he does. Or exactly. I know, or I know where to go that will give me the right answer. Exactly. Like I have, oh, I have so-and-so, or I have this pastor, or I have this podcast, I have this, like, those Author, things are bad. Whoever, yeah. But just, ladies, listen. Listen to the power that this has in a husband's life. If every question you had about the Bible, even if you knew he didn't have the answer, if every question you had about the, had about the Bible, like you're reading scripture, and you're like, oh, this is weird, or that's interesting, or wonder what he meant by that. And you went to your husband, your husband's like at home, he's like watching TV or he's doing whatever, right? And you're like, hey, hon, uh, I was just reading in, you know, First John and it says <laughs> this. What do you think about that? And not in a facetious way, not in a way like that sounds like antagonistic, but like genuinely you want to know what he thinks. Yeah. I would imagine in the beginning you'll have, uh, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> like, I, I don't know. You, you go, go ask your pastor. I don't know. Who, like, knows, how? who knows how he's going to respond, right? But imagine the 50th time. 
What do you think that husband's thinking to himself? He's thinking, she must think I have answers. <laughs> she must think I know something. Right? I, I better know something. <laughs> she must believe or must be interested in my way of thinking about this. So over and over and over again, running to your husband and saying, hey, what do you think about this? Hey, hey, I read this. Have you ever read this before? Mm-hmm. What do you think it means? Mm-hmm. Hey, how do, I, how do I know how to? And over and over and over again, you go to your husband and you ask these questions. Eventually, he's going to start going to look for the answers. Yeah. I would say um, space the questions out just so that he doesn't feel berated. Um, <laughs> right? Give him some breathing room because it, it could be right. for some husbands new. This is territory. tactical. This is tactical. <laughs> no, it's not. It's it's a beautiful way that, you know, a marriage gets to look at the word of God together. Mm-hmm. And um, and so my first thing is just, you know, give some space in between each question. And then if you have a husband that's having a hard time answering those questions, or maybe he forgets, or maybe there's a lot of time that goes by and he never mm-hmm. gets to that question, gets to answer that question, um, pray for him. Don't let that become bitterness in your heart that he's not answering your questions. Yeah. Let it become an opportunity for you to pray for him. Mm-hmm. See it as a tool. Well, first of all, we're, the Bible tells wives to go ask their husbands questions. Second of all, over time, that's going to build up so much respect in him. When someone asks you questions, ladies, just think about this. If someone comes and you says, hey, I have this question. I, I want to know your opinion, thought, idea. Isn't that I either you feel so respected and honored? Totally. And I either want to share right there what I think or I want to go figure it out and then come back. Because yeah, that person really wants to know from you. Cool. So let's, I'm, I'm going to run through a bunch of these and then uh, we'll go a little deeper. Sometimes on Aaron gets really excited and he starts um, <laughs> teaching on a topic, but we're going to share a little bit more about how you can encourage your husband specifically okay. in just a little bit. But first, let's get through this list of what you came up with. So again, these are things that I've seen you do for yeah. me. Something I was going to share real quick on this is um, one of the opportunities I always take is after a Sunday church service, if something stood out to me that I didn't understand, I'll come to you and say, hey, what did the pastor mean by this? Or Mm -hmm. I'm kind of confused or whatever the question is. And so that's one opportunity. And then um, one of the things that we like to ask each other is what has God been teaching us lately? So I like that. Uh, So the next one is you encourage me in the things I'm already leading in. Mm. So it's like this affirmation, Mm -hmm. like you see me doing finances and you encourage me in that. Hey, thank you so much for doing, you Mm -hmm. know, taking care of our family so well in that area. Mm -hmm. Um, If you see me with my doing something leadership wise with my kids, like discipling them, talking yeah. to them about something spiritual, uh, mm-hmm. teaching them something, anything. It's a positive reinforcement with oh, yeah. words. So you're, you, what you're doing is you're, and, it, and you're going out of your way to recognize leadership things in yeah. me and affirm those things. Yeah. Um, you work hard to implement things that I have put in place, mm-hmm. which is, a, I have again, a good example of this. that's a submission thing and a leadership thing. So um, I had a good friend, friend, Angie Tolpin from Courageous Mom, um, encouraged me in homeschooling to say, you know, go to the husband because you're, I'm there all day with the kids, but to go to your husband and say, um, what's your vision for homeschool? What do you want me to be teaching them? Mm -hmm. And then to take that vision and implement it and let your husband see the fruitfulness that comes from it. Which gave me an opportunity to lead because I'm like, whoa, I didn't even think about that. (laughs) Now you got to look into homeschool. It actually (laughs) took me some time to like think about things that I cared about. Yeah. Um, you did all the, the detail stuff, like all the, the standard things. But you got to cast the vision and and lead our family in that way. And so that's just one example, one area of what that looked like. Um, which I kind of already mentioned this, but you reinforce my leadership with the children. So mm-hmm. when you see me uh, doing, uh, leading my kids, teaching them things, uh, encouraging them, you, you affirm me in that. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have to be unified in that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you, I, I notice you are working on submitting to my leadership and yielding to my way of leading mm-hmm. by laying down your plan. Can or you see it in my eyes inviting, when I'm not? <laughs> yeah. Um, or, or inviting me to make the plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, like these things encourage me and show me like, Oh, she wants me to lead. 
I used to um I used to come to Aaron at the beginning of not every day, but like important days, and I'd say, Okay, here's kind of like my expectations and what I want today to be like. You could tell me yours afterwards, but this is what I want. <laughs> um I've gotten into a be- I still do that at times, but I do I've gotten into a better habit of going to him on those days and going, Hey, you know, what were you thinking about today? You know, let's talk about this. <laughs> I'm trying. Well, you have gotten better and I've also raised up in that area. Yeah. So being thoughtful. Yeah. So we, we sit down and we, we'll discuss like the, the plans for the week. And it doesn't mean that you don't have a voice in it. Right. You just, you're expecting me to lead in that. Um, you've reminded me of what the Bible calls me to, to do in a loving way. So mm-hmm. there's been times that you, you say, Hey, I just want to remind you like this week's coming up. There's gonna be these things. I'd love for you to put your heart on and mm-hmm. your mind on what you see for us. Mm-hmm. How, how do you want this to play out? How do you want, you know, remember that's your, that's your role. I, I'm looking for you to, for you to do this in my life. Mm-hmm. And so you're just in loving, gentle ways saying, hey, like God's called you to this, I'm looking forward to it, I'm excited for it, and I'm reminding you to do it. Yeah, no, that's really good. Um, And I think there's been other times where like just the way that I hear you talking with the kids, if it's a little harsh, I'll say, I'll remind you like gentleness. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's just a one word phrase. um, And other times it's just, there's actual scripture that comes to my mind that Mm. I feel like I need to share with you. Yeah, like there's been times in my life when I'm in sin, yeah. um, and we've talked about this in uh, our pornography episode oh, yeah. a while ago, um, where you came to me and you actually spoke truth to me. Um, Jesus's words about yeah, you you get instead <laughs> of giving me your heart and your words, which you you definitely had those. Yeah, you gave me the word. His words, yeah. And you you showed me said what you're doing is adultery. Mm-hmm. What you're doing, you're going to end up teaching our children. You need to walk in the freedom you have. You you spoke all these truths to me in a very powerful yeah. way. Um, but you're reminding me what the Bible says. Yeah. I want to uh, admit to one more, but this is more like a failure slash warning for wives not to use scripture um, to get your own way. And there's one scripture in particular that always comes to my mind when I'm frustrated at you or what you're doing. And it's the one about um, husbands walk with your wives in an understanding way. And you're not understanding No, me. <laughs> it's such a beautiful verse and I love it. And I really do believe that you should be walking with me in an understanding well, yeah, way. Of course. But... I shouldn't use, there's been a couple times where I've brought it up and I know I'm frustrated because I want you to understand me. Mm-hmm. Um, but really I just want you to yield to me. <laughs> so don't do that. Right. Don't do that. Uh, you've gotten better on that. Yeah. Uh, these last two are really powerful ones. Um, ladies, wives, um, speak well of your husband in public mm. to others. This is the most dismantling, one of the most dismantling destructive things you can do is speaking down of your spouse in public. You should never do that. That doesn't mean like you're not, you're going to like a a confidential, a confidant, a a brother or a sister in Christ to get advice Mm -hmm. and you're sharing situations. It's, but that's not what this is. And everyone knows when they're talking down. If you're, if you're walking with the Lord, the Holy spirit will convict you on those times that you're not, walking faithfully and you are talking mm-hmm. about your husband. Okay. I, I get so frustrated about this. And actually, if, if any of you that are listening have done this, I pray that you would think through it, repent of it and, and change. I've seen people public comments about their spouse. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, husbands and wives. Oh, my wife would never do this because this, this, and this. And I'm like, well, why are you telling everyone? <laughs> mm-hmm. Go talk to your wife about that. Or mm-hmm. Oh, I wish my husband would read this because he's this, this, and this. And I'm like, whoa. When you say public public like, comments, are you talking about comments on social media? Social media. Okay. And this is just that's just one form. Yeah. It's super public. Everyone sees it. I would just imagine if I was that husband, I would be destroyed. Mm. 
And I think that's the point that they're doing it is that they feel destroyed. So they're like retaliating. Yeah. And so I just want to encourage that we don't speak down about our spouses in public. My wife, Je- Jennifer, you, you do this when you not speak down about me, you <laughs> speak don't. well of me, yeah. which makes me desire to live up to the words you speak about me mm-hmm. because I hear it. And I'm like, Oh, Whoa, that's what she thinks of me. <laughs> I didn't feel like that today. I didn't Aww. feel like I was being that way. So speaking well of me in public is something that you've done. That's been hugely mm-hmm. impactful in my life. Um, I will say this just to encourage the wives who maybe have done this, um, or it happens occasionally is in order to change, you have to repent. And mm-hmm. I remember um, years ago, it must have been within the you know third or fourth year of marriage, mm-hmm. I went out to lunch with a friend and the conversation turned into this kind of complaining about, complaining me. about you. And I was on, I remember still where I was on the freeway, um, feeling conviction from the, from the mm-hmm. Lord on how I spoke about you. And I called that friend up and I was like, I have to apologize what I said, what I did. It wasn't a good example. It wasn't what I should mm-hmm. have done. And, um, I told you about it and I had to like confess it. Otherwise I could have easily just stepped right back into it another time. And when we're confronted with our sin like that and we deal with it and we repent, it changes us Mm -hmm. like God, God changes us. And so I just want to encourage you, if you find yourself in the midst of doing something like that and the Lord convicts you, repent. Yeah. And, and I, again, I want to separate this idea of like sitting with a, a a close girlfriend who's going to draw you back to the word of God and encourage right. you and saying, here's some things I'm I, dealing with. I think we all know the difference. You, everyone knows the difference yeah. versus I'm going to tell you how much I'm bothered yeah. by my husband. It's a heart posture. This, this, it's totally a heart posture. Yeah. So speak well of people and of your spouse in public. And then the last one is, um, baby, you do this. You look to me for guidance mm-hmm. pretty much for everything. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean I have the answers all the time. Mm-hmm. I rarely have the perfect answer, but you come to me say, there's this, what about this? Mm-hmm. Hey, this thing's going on in my life. Hey, I have this relationship thing. What do you yeah. think? Hey, so that's become a pattern in our life of well, you coming to me for advice. As it happens, I trust you more. I want to hear from you more. I um, want to get your perspective more. And so it's a, it's building blocks. So mm-hmm. like in marriage, you may not be at a point in your marriage right now where you feel that way, where you desire your husband's perspective on something. But as you guys work through that and as you grow and you give him more opportunities for giving you advice on things Mm -hmm. or help walk you through certain things, you'll you'll learn to trust him more. So uh, that was really good. Let's talk about some of the benefits of walking in submission to his leadership. So why don't you share some of the benefits you've seen from learning to walk in submission to and allowing me to lead? Okay. Um, well, feeling loved and looked after. Like, I feel like you truly are concerned with my welfare, our family's welfare, and um, just when you make decisions or mm-hmm. how you lead our family, it shows. There's just evidence real quick, of that. Husbands that are listening, listen to these benefits because when you walk in leadership and, and walk in spiritual leadership, your wife's going to experience the same benefits. Yeah, totally. Um, I feel like God's honored and glorified because we're working out that order that you mentioned earlier. Yep. Um, and it's a stark contrast to the way that the world operates. It just looks different. So they see that picture of marriage. Um, I feel like there's less worry in my own heart um, because the burden is shared. So if we are walking through something hard, I know, especially over time of submitting mm-hmm. to your leadership, that I can trust you. I can trust God with you. Um, what else? Uh, our communication is better. I feel like we communicate more respectfully towards each other. Um, intentional discipleship of our children so that's been just a huge them yeah, seeing a good example of what it looks like for a daddy to lead and mommy to submit has been really cool. Mm-hmm. And they get it even at a young age. Um, it's amazing what they get. Yeah. I, I feel like it provides a um, open and safe 
place for us to talk about things, especially biblical things. Mm-hmm. Um, and if there is ever disagreement or misunderstanding on certain things, decisions that we have to make or concepts that are even in the Bible that we get to talk those things out and wrestle with them together. Those are all good benefits. Yeah. And it's just, it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's obedience to the God's order Mm -hmm. and it, and it, it's, it's a blessing. Yeah. When, when husband and wife are walking that way, it's good. It's awesome. It's marriage, awesome. Marriage yeah. is awesome. Um, now, it doesn't mean you can't walk that way without your spouse walking their way. We're still called to read our own mail and walk in obedience to Christ. Yeah. But man, when you're both doing it, mm-hmm. you, the ministry that you can do, the, the the example you are to the world of the gospel is so beautiful. Yeah. I will say this is another benefit too, is that when we understand his purpose for marriage and his order, and we're wa- we're trying as hard as we can to walk, maybe it's not perfect, but we're walking... Uh, in those roles and in those ways, um, we're motivated by an internal, eternal perspective that far outweighs any current circumstances that we face. So Aaron, wouldn't you agree that over time, like the things that we face, the things that we have to walk through together are now, like after how, 13 years of marriage, mm-hmm. they're much smaller to us in comparison to our oh, view yeah. of what's motivating us, which is God, which is his well, because we Eternity with him. we repent way quicker, mm-hmm. we humble ourselves way quicker. We we realize, like, man, the thing that we're, we're like fighting about right now, yeah, is not worthy of this much attention. So we we back off quicker. We we come to each other and say we, we feel disunified. Let's right. work on that. Let's fix that. Our ki- we also recognize it in our children mm-hmm. when we have uh, disunity. When we have when we're not walking well with each other, yeah, our kids uh, experience that and uh, respond to that. So we want to give some scripture. We're coming to the end. Um, but here's just in in the Bible. So wives listening, if you have a husband that's not walking obedient in obedience to the word, listen to what the Bible says. This is some of the most powerful scriptures, I think, to a wife on the power that she has in her husband's life. First Peter chapter three says this, likewise, wives be subject to your own husbands. Remember that's sub- submission, reverence for your husband. So that even if some do not obey the word. Now this could be, a non-Christian, or it could be someone who claims to be a Christian, just, but is not obeying the word. He's not walking the way. Right. That that's, what, that's what I love about this is it doesn't like distinguish. Yeah. It's saying someone who does not obey the word. Yeah. It could be both. It says this, they may be one without a word by the conduct of their wives. When they see your respectful and pure conduct, mm. do not let your adorning be external. The braiding of hair, the putting on of gold jewelry or the clothing you wear let your adorning be the hidden person of the heart with the, the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which in God's sight is very precious. And so the point of this is it's saying in stark contrast to letting your outside appearance be the thing that is attracting mm-hmm. and is, is getting the attention. Cause it's not saying don't wear these things. Mm-hmm. It's saying, don't let that be what you're using as your adorning, the thing that you're putting on mm-hmm. to show who you are who you are should be that respectful and pure conduct from within. Mm-hmm. And what it says right here, it says they may be one without a word. So you want to win your husband's hearts, not just for you, but for them to be a leader, for them to raise up and start obeying the word of God. It's your conduct, mm-hmm. your gentle and pure, quiet spirit, which is amazing that what that means is wives, you can actually walk in such a way in front and before your husband in your home that could transform them by the way they watch. Like, how, why are you so respectful? Mm-hmm. I, I'm this way and you just keep 
serving and you keep loving and you keep forgiving and you keep showing me by example what it looks like. Mm -hmm. That's powerful. Yeah. And so I just wanted to encourage with that scripture is like the, the Bible says it so you can trust God that it's saying, wives, if you walk in this way, you have, this is power in your husband's life. I love how specific it is that it says um, without a word, because I think that oftentimes we get creative with our words. Women, (laughs) (laughs) we know how to talk and we talk a lot sometimes. Um, And sometimes we think that our words are going to change our husbands. We think that if we say something enough. I just need to get him to. Right. And so I love that there's a distinguishing uh, note there Mm -hmm. that without a word. And it shows the power of our, like you said, our conduct and our behavior and the things that we choose to do. And I think if we slowed down and really meditated on this verse and and understood what God was trying to mm-hmm. teach us through it and walk it out, man, well, our husbands will be influenced by us. Let's take it the step further. So the wife represents the church, mm-hmm. the symbol of the church, right? Mm-hmm. And what power does the church have in this world? Our conduct. Mm-hmm. It says that the world may know that, I, that you are my disciples by the love you have for one another. Mm-hmm. The, another place it says that the world may know that God sent me by the love you have for each other. Yeah. So wife, your conduct is that symbol and representation to your husband. Yeah. And church, our conduct as a body of Christ is that symbol and, and light to the world. So mm-hmm. that's what that's representing. So in Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. And what I love about this in support of the verse we just read is coming back to our words. Um, sometimes we think our way is the right way mm-hmm. and we're, we're, we're just going to speak those words and we're going to say that thing over and over and over again. But hear God saying, trust me, lean on my understanding. And I'm saying, yeah. don't use your words, use your conduct. And so we need to pay attention. We need to acknowledge him. We need to acknowledge his word and what he's um, sharing with us. Amen. So let's just end on five way, simple ways that they can start encouraging their husbands. Of course, we talked about all the ways I've seen you do it, um, yeah. but there's just five ways. I'll do one, you do one. Uh, so number one, pray for him and that he embraces his role as a spiritual leader. Uh, number two, ask him to wash you in the water by the word um, at night or in the morning. And if you don't know what I mean by that, Ephesians 5.25 says this, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her that he might sanctify her having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word so that he might present the church to himself in splendor without spot or wrinkle or any such thing that she might be holy and without blemish. Um, And so just getting in the word together, talking about it, um, making those safe places for you guys to ask a question for you to ask him questions and um, Mm -hmm. get answers and learn together. Yeah. And don't become bitter if it takes time. Just keep asking. Say, Hey, when you're ready, I'd love for you to read to me. I'd love for you to talk to me about the Bible. Yeah. Uh, which leads to number three, ask him spiritual questions and questions about the word of God before searching it out on your own, mm-hmm. which is super respectful and powerful. It's just going to him say, hey, um, I'd love to know your opinion on this. I'd love to know what you think about this. And just do that. Make that your pattern of go to him first. Yeah. Don't go to your, your you know, whoever you listen to on your podcast or, or who blogs you follow or your pastor. Go to him first and then go to those places. And that lets him know like, that you totally respect him. Yeah, 1 Corinthians 14.35 says, if there's anything that they desire to learn, it's talking about wives, let them ask their husbands at home. Mm-hmm. And I will say this, I think you'll be really surprised by your husband's answers when he does share them with you. I've had girlfriends in the past tell me, you know, I'm not good at asking my husband questions, but I asked him recently, da 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 and this is mind, what he yeah. came back with, and, and she shared his response, and it was incredible. 
And then she got to affirm him in that and it built his confidence. Yeah, which is number four. You guys, it was so cool. Um, oh, number four is affirm him with kind words. Let him know that you believe he can do this. Yeah. So uh, number five is be supportive in action, meaning in front of the kids in, you know, being on the same page. If he has a decision, be like, let's do this. We're going to do this as a family where dad has made a decision or dad, this is what dad's decided, like showing him that you are like rooting for his leadership. And that means that things don't change when dad steps outside of the home to go to work or dad goes to run an errand. You, you, you are the, um, the mediator between you and your kids and you're going to be an advocate for his vision, for his decisions, mm-hmm. for his leadership, um, for them. Yeah. And just as encouragement, this, sometimes this takes time. I mean, this always takes time mm-hmm. But Jennifer and I, we're still learning how to do this. I fail often. Jennifer fails often. This is something that we have to re- constantly be like, Hey, we got to get realigned. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know I have to remember my role is you have to remember what yours. Let's, let's do this. Uh, so we just want to encourage you to, to take those steps in prayer, to desire what God desires, to be in the word of God. And, uh, yeah, just fall. His ways are good, and we just need to chase after those. So, as usual, we end in prayer. We pray that this episode encouraged you. And so, uh, let me pray. Dear Lord, thank you for the gift of marriage. Thank you for the opportunity to consider these things and how we can mature as a couple. We pray we would walk in righteousness, gentleness, and self-control. We pray we would be people who see others through the lens of compassion. Help us to be thoughtful in our response to each other. Help us to be respectful in our conduct. We pray our interactions as a married couple would be a testimony of your power and authority in our lives. May your light shine brightly in us as we direct each other back to you. In Jesus' name, amen. We love you guys. I hope this blessed you uh, and encouraged you. Just get into those scriptures yourself. Um, And uh, we just want to remind you, if you have been following us for a while and haven't left a review yet, would you please do that today? Just scroll to the bottom of your app, hit the star rating. And if you write out a review also, we love reading those. Uh, Again, thank you for joining us and we look forward to having you next week. Did you enjoy today's show? If you did, it would mean the world to us if you could leave us a review on iTunes. Also, if you're interested, you can find many more encouraging stories and resources at marriageaftergod.com and let us help you cultivate an extraordinary marriage. Do you desire to pray more for your spouse? Do you desire to pray more with your spouse? We understand that you may not know where to start, or maybe you feel uncomfortable praying, or maybe you don't know what to pray, or maybe you simply want to add something more to your current prayer life. This is why we wrote The Marriage Gift, 365 Prayers for Our Marriage. We desire that it would be used as a daily reminder and catalyst for you and your spouse to grow a dynamic and consistent prayer life together. This book is a compilation of 365 unique and powerful prayers that cover a range of diverse topics that every marriage deals with. You can read it alone, or ideally, you read it with your spouse. Also, we hope that the topics that are brought up in these prayers would become a starting point for deeper and more intimate conversations with your spouse and a desire to seek God on these matters together. Visit themarriagegift.com today and order your copy and give your marriage the greatest gift, powerful and meaningful prayer. Visit themarriagegift.com today.